This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Pink suits with hats to match. Big cracker dolls and Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks? This is where it's at. Windows tinted, seats for lyric line. Keep the hands on the burner, cause niggas know that it's money on Yo, what up though? It's your man Jay Johnson, aka the tinfoil hat titan, aka the conspiracy realist, aka the technology snob, Steve Jobs Jr. Don't text him with your green bubbles, aka I only debate my equals, everybody else I teach. Also known as Juice, because all the hoes say, J.U. Ice, Young Caesar, because you know you can't roam without me. Mister, if you don't like me, fight me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because they couldn't find another animal just like me. A.K.A. the West Side T'Challa, the new leader of Wakanda. Don't debate me, debate your mama. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? What up, though? This is my last week of doing like my normal shit. Because okay. next week when I celebrate my birth, all new shit. All new shit. This your man Dame going wild, the West Side landlord, the pride of PA, high chief Dame don't fuck around, the liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador, your mama's favorite Dame, and the David Ruffin of the Shop Talk podcast because you know who the fuck they came to see. It's not you, Otis. It's no better than these four letters. Thank God for Dame. And if you're speaking on Dame, you better say it nice. And if you don't put the boss in front, then bitch, you're not saying it right. Let's go. Uh, welcome back. Shop Talk Podcast, episode 180. 20 more weeks, so 200. Yeah. How many months is that? Five? I don't know. Sounds about right. Uh, uh, what does that put us at? Like spring? Yeah. Early I'm, spring? I'm, my birthday, April. That's six months away. So... Sometime in uh, March. Should we do it in like conjunction with your birthday yeah. or just like two separate 200. celebrations? Well, because, you know, so 200, right? But then like about 204 would technically be like four years or three years or however, however that shit. Shape. Okay. I think so, three years. Yeah, three, three years. Yeah. So, yeah, whatever, though. We're going we gonna to party, though. Yeah, we're going to have, we're going to be part. So this was. Okay, we, so. This was supposed, I had to change shit up. Next week is going to be the Dirtbag Olympics, which is the celebration of a real nigga's birthday. So on Saturday, niggas need to meet me at the Pantheon. We're going to see Teddy's for day shift uh, about three o'clock. Then after that, I want to go to Capers and eat some steak. I need a 22 ounce Delmonico, loaded baked potato, and a shady lady. So I'm going to get buzzed up at Capers. And then we're going to hit the cigar bar and have a gentlemanly smoke. Since I can't smoke weed like everywhere, okay, I figure that's a, a nice medium. Yeah, I got a couple of Cubans I need to smoke. Dirtbag Olympics. First event is who's not going to catch mono. I am not <laughs> catching mono. Uh, I can I can promise you that. Um, I'm, I can promise you that. Maybe, um, maybe. But you know, we was going to do it this week because we was going to do a little uh, Halloween party slash birthday party because your shit the day after Halloween. Yeah. And this weekend is the last weekend before, before Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, but like we wasn't really gonna. No, we weren't ready. Shit. Yeah, we weren't ready. Well, it wasn't that we weren't ready, but like we about like it wasn't about to be no costume party. We're like, well, then when your birthday is next Friday, so why are we gonna have a birthday party? Yeah, on, so we just week. So we just do it on Saturday because I got some shit lined up for my actual birthday. But uh, oh, we got a guest on your birthday actually, Shiny coming in to promote our book. Okay, well, I mean, yeah. we'll we'll have Shiny up and through here, and after that, you know. 
I get into the bald head whole shit that I had lined up. Yeah, okay. Well, you know, you got to celebrate. Uh, anyways, man, how was your week, my brother? Week was amazing. I finally got this terrible tattoo on my chest uh, touched up today. Oh, okay. I'm I had you. a picture of Down Syndrome Jesus. Was your Jesus, did he have like straight uh, he was, brunette he, hair? He, he's a white man, Jesus. Jesus Christ. He's a white man, Jesus. No, Jesus Christ. Yeah. But I went to see Lady L today, and she completely turned my life around. Did, he, went, did, did she make your Jesus like G Perico? Yes. Cause you know the Jesus need a little, a little, a little, 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 little twist, curl. little twist you know what and I'm curl. Saying? A little, a little. I, I showed. Her, I'm gonna post a before and after pics probably by the time the, the podcast is to air tomorrow. But it was bad. I didn't had like my Jesus tattoo was terrible. I think Jesus tattoos need a little activator. You know what I'm saying? So, little juice, see, little moisture. Yes, so if you got on your chest, you put a little hair on there. You put, you know what I'm saying? I'm lucky. You get the I'm curl. fortunate enough that I never grew chest hair because I think that shit is disgusting. But. You know, I almost died this year, and I had to think, like, do I really want to meet the Lord with this on my chest? No. Nah. Because hmm. I don't like, want him to be like, fam, like, you, fam, you think this is what I look like? Right. You think this is what I look like? Nah. This is not accurate representation, nigga. This is a false idol that <laughs> yeah. you got on your chest right now. Yeah, I didn't want to have that conversation when I was, you know, at the gates, because me getting in is questionable as fuck. All right. So All right. I didn't want that to, like, sway it one way or another. Hmm. So shout out to Lady so L. You just, so you just got a re- Jesus. She did a complete cover up. You cannot even like she didn't touch up the tattoo I had. She did a completely different cover up. But it's up. still Jesus. It's still Jesus, yes. Okay. But it's a great looking Jesus. Does he she, look like Kanye West at all? Not at all. Mm. She was fucking killing my chest for about two and a half hours. Mm. Did you listen to Kanye West's album while getting attached? Jesus is King. So you got a Jesus tattoo on the day that Jesus is King came out. You listen to Kanye uh, while you getting a tattoo of nah, Jesus on your chest. I know you did this. I didn't. But I'll be honest, man. I'm really not interested in gospel Kanye. I haven't listened either. I'll be honest with you. I mean, I, I was talking shit about Pablo when it first came out, but that was a good album. Pablo that, was fucking great. That Yay album. Uh, uh, came and went. Yeah, I just wasn't. Like, for me, what has Kanye really done lately that makes me excited about the shit? Well, the album before, like, so I, I just wasn't feeling Kanye. You know what I'm saying? The vibes was off, so I only listened to that Ye album, like, once. Yeah, same so, here. You sent me the link. I listened to it that one time, and I was, I was good on it. Shit could have been great. I don't fucking know, because I, I ain't really give a fuck. So, uh, I watched the interview he had with Big Boy today. and um, He be talking weird. He talking like he he in the cold or something. He so it's funny because he was like, "Look, all right, when we wasn't dressed in all white, that was a little cultish. That was a little cultish. I I, I admit, uh, but we we switched the swag up a little bit. Uh, like so, my whole thing with Kanye, man, is like in a vacuum, right? Like what sometimes what he say like makes sense, but like life don't work in the vacuum. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes nigga ain't made a lot of sense in probably like the past eight years or so. Hey man. Hey man. Like my nigga June said, the world ain't been the same since Gerald Levert died. You got to look at niggas post two thousand six. Well, you know, the world ain't been the same. I don't argue with niggas who like. I ask people like, how old was you when Pac died? Because the the Eight. Answer, the answer to that question. <laughs> if you weren't at least a teenager, I yeah. I'm like, well, how, what the fuck you gonna tell me about life? Because we from two different eras. Yeah. So what you do in your world and what I do in my world, we look at that shit totally different. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not even interested to hear the new Kanye. I mean, I'm going to listen because I do a couple podcasts and it's probably going to be some good content to talk about. But 
Tell me I how. Wanna, tell me I, how it goes. I do want to hear. Uh, I just want to hear the, malice. Yeah, I want to hear the song with the clips. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, pushing malice. So it's only twenty-seven minutes. The whole it's eleven songs and it's like twenty-seven minutes. So like, so should should the church play it on Sunday? I don't know what kind of music it is though. It's you gospel. It's gospel. I don't know that though. I you mean, he's been doing like the Sunday service, and he said he wasn't doing secular music no more. No, that's not what I'm saying. Like from the clips I seen with Sunday service, that shit sound fire because it was over beats and melodies that we was cool and knew about, and it was already church music. So that shit sound different. Like I don't think that's what's on the album because you fuck around and like you can't do that. You can't it, put a Aaliyah beat and sample on. Is there good? Is there such thing as bad gospel music? It's bad. Every, yeah. Okay. Fact, yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, but people like try and shy, shy away from that shit. Like, you know, the, the church invites everybody to sing in the choir. But some niggas need to just sit down and watch. I, hey, y'all. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's Ray. Uh, tell, tell the people well, who the fuck you is. Yeah, I mean, goddamn. Well, yeah, 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 because, because we definitely was all alone. Okay. We was definitely all at Sunday service. Everybody here was at Sunday service. I had tickets, but, you know. And, I did too. I just didn't go. And you brought well, up that gospel music. I was in the choir, I was in the oh. choir but oh. I didn't go. And then you brought up bad gospel music. So, do you want me to just speak my piece first, or you just? Want I want to you to introduce yourself. Okay. Introduce because then I, y'all can talk. Yeah, we can talk to the oh. whole collective. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm Ray, also known as Nubian. Also, <laughs> shamelessly plugging, Dirty Nubians, our home here. See, I dropped the episode today. Yeah, we drop. We've been dropping episodes, a okay. few episodes. Uh, Not up here, though. You're right. You're right. Uh, but come back home. Come back home. Listen, I got a new job, so I can split homes. I could get vacation homes now. Okay, All you right. feel me? So, yeah, you feel me? But uh, yeah, uh, also known as Nubian Hooligan, and I'm gonna slide it over to the OG Hooligan, Tony. What up, though? Uh, Tony Hooligan. Uh, Eastside Resider. Okay. Oh, oh, man. Everybody got their flaws, man. <laughs> <laughs> got to take four showers when you leave, bro. We appreciate you, though. Uh, we're in Greenfield Plaza right now. Whoa, 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 whoa. Ain't no Greenfield <laughs> Plaza. Greenfield Plaza <laughs> no... You know how many people go to Greenfield Plaza, though? Yeah. Nigga, I, when I recorded for the Twins Sunday, Catch Catch P came through. And he was like, we're, I don't see y'all in the suite because, nigga, we're not up the street. He been here before. He recorded with uh. What um name tag in yeah. the studio niggas they were like, how'd you do that? Like, Listen, I'll be sorry. having to correct people like this is not Greenfield Plaza. They just see Greenfield. They just see Greenfield. It's some west we on the west side. Okay. <laughs> so what's so funny and shit My like somebody uh <laughs> guessed Ubered to that location. I'm like, fam, you gotta give somebody an address. Like you made up an address. That's sad. Yeah, anyway. You hate to see it. Where we at? We are on. We in Oak Park right now. Yeah, yeah we are in Oak Park, and in my phone it say Shop Talk Studios. Like, <laughs> and you can literally type in Shop Talk Studios on and Google, find and us. you'll get right here. Goddamn right, because we put in the work, and we got one more member of the Hooligans. Hey everyone, it's Ayana Love, and uh, I'm a singer, actor, and model. And I, because of those experiences, I own a startup entertainment company, and also project manage for the lovely. Conglomerate hooligans. What's up? Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm not gonna tell people what I do because I don't want y'all hit me up asking me for shit. No, I'm dead. Mm. Period. Um, I'm again. I got. I got questions about the hooligans, but we are gonna talk about this Kanye, and then we'll get into some other shit. So y'all so, were he, all at Sunday service. Yeah, yeah all three yeah. of us. What was the experience like? 
the uh, choir. It was great till they brought out the white preacher. Yeah. The what? The white preacher. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, the choir kid and me lived. And they did a Clark listen. <laughs> Clark, Clark sisters. sisters. <laughs> I lost my soul for a minute there because mm-hmm. And we all didn't have tickets until the moment of Yeah. yeah. Who is this white pastor that they bought out? They couldn't get like Marvin Winers to, nah, to pop in. So I'm glad you said that because that was the same discrepancy that I had. I said, we are in the city mm-hmm. of the most flyest, sanctified niggas you'll ever see in your life. And of all the preachers that you got to come talk at this Sunday service. <laughs> you think it would have been kind of a little weird if one of the pastors here actually came down to no. speak? Like oh, if they don't support no. it or, you know, because not everybody support was Not everybody on. supports it, but it's a few pastors here who would have loved the clout. So, yeah, I don't want that. Well, I mean, we didn't need the white pastor who did not relate to the majority black crowd. I saw a lot of white faces in white people. It was a lot of white people, but it was a it was lot like, of black. So there was a, there was a and culture. More black people. Yeah. And I ain't really like it when you talk into like an urban city. So let me ask about we're all sinners and original sin and all of that. And it's like, so I feel you didn't you, like the message because it came from the white man. Not because it and came that's from, perfectly fine with me. By the way, it's not because it came from the white man. I just feel like for him to have the sermon and the message that he had for the culture and the history of our city, he could have came better. In my perspective. When you're preaching, it's about testimonial leadership and um, also helping others heal and, like, move forward and things like that. Okay. And, honestly, a message from a white man is not the same as a struggle from a black or um, a black woman or man. Completely so it's not agree. The same, it's not the same struggle. So, like, don't preach to me what you think I am. I know we're all necessarily sinners, da 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 We're not perfect. We all fall short. But at the same time, I don't think it was being said in the same light. Facts. Fair enough. What'd you think? Uh, I felt like religion was being used in the um, in the wrong light or context yeah. in in, mm-hmm. in the whole performance. Yeah, I mean that's just my opinion. Yeah, like we didn't. I didn't go down there because like I was still on the fence about what's going on in general. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying about the whole thing. And like honestly, I do think Kanye is uh I I don't know that he like in his right mind. Yeah, and it's like we all watching this shit go down and. God forbid some unthinkable shit happen. It's like everybody gonna be like, "Yeah, we all seen the signs," but like, ain't nobody really doing nothing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, he may not be. He could be. This could be him and whatever. But like, I don't know that, and I don't want to take. I feel like I'm taking advantage. Like, if I know that you're not in your right mind, yeah. and I'm still participating and, and supporting it, I just want to watch the show. I feel like the choir kid in me was what that was. Like, I remember being. I'm sure the choir. music was fire. Yeah, like that was what it was for me. It had nothing to do with like this esoterical, spiritual, like Kanye is saving my soul. Cause like, I think the kid behind us said he paid somebody like $600 just to be there and he had on like a Yeezy shirt. And we was just literally there like, we remember these gospel songs and we like these regular songs yeah. and it's Kanye. Turn up. We got something to do this morning. Right. Man, you know what's so wild though? You think that's a new you think that's a new thing? No, Kirk Franklin's been doing it forever. No, that's not what I'm saying. Oh. Like, we look at all these pictures and posters and videos from like the civil rights <clears throat> movement and mm-hmm. we just assume that whole crowd was out there trying to get free. Yeah. Them niggas was like niggas was down there like, oh, that's where everybody at? We yeah. going down there too. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's where we at. Yeah. yeah. Like, but like, man, I was marching with Dr. King. You was marching with Dr. King for club. Like, cause, I mean, what, yeah. what for you the picture do? opportunity? Yeah. yeah. Like, or, or, or are you saying like 
niggas like the hoes might be at Kanye Sunday service. So I might want to show my face. Man, I'm it was a popularity it's not a, it's not, Honestly, and I'm not saying that the knock because I'm just saying the nature of man. That's what happened. Like you know when Mike Brown passed was yeah. murdered rather. Like there was different visuals and and protests and everything like that. And then the city, like some folks are down there. Yeah, preachers and speakers, whatever. Some niggas was just down there because that's where everybody was at. Yeah. They was on their phones and niggas had like speakers, literally b- bumping music. Yeah. I mean, somebody shot a Reporting live from the Mike Brown protest. What was the last one? Somebody. That's Snapdog where he shot that video yeah. down. I forget what, what protest it was. That was Nipsey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, shout out to the video and it was dope. It was done good. But it's like. People be down there for other reasons and shit. Yeah, gotta gotta see take your take your opportunities where they come. Shoot or shoot. Yeah. I was definitely down there for alternative reasons. Sometimes you gotta see shit from the uh, Thanks. from the the ground level and shit. You feel me? I feel understand you. what's really going on. Like I could I could could have been like, oh yeah, Sunday service going on. I'm blowing this shit off. You feel me? And then been held to the opinion of other people about Thanks. what what the experience was, rather more than. Going down there, seeing it for myself, and then actually experiencing it, then having my own opinion. You feel me? And yeah. Then like, oh, okay, all right. Damn, and is kids in the future all right, can man, ask you, like, you me? remember when Kanye came? Like, yeah, I, I remember. I was yeah. there, and yeah, what they reported as history, damn, what really happened? Fact. We seen yeah. white boy behind me talking about he paid six hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, yeah. uh, and that was a, there was a lot of that going on. Like it was yeah. it was a free event, and mm-hmm. you seen how people were paying to get closer to well, yeah. see what was going on you feel me and it was like damn niggas really love Kanye and shit you feel me nah niggas was in there with Yeezy shirts like with they whole Yeezys on merchandise yeah. and okay. you could definitely tell like it was a difference in crowd and culture because you did see like a lot of like well they might not actually be preachers kids but preachers kids type of people there you saw people who like really was like into religion and kind of like into the whole new wave of Christianity thing. But you also saw kind of like culture <sighs> vultures because a lot of these songs, like you would see, like I said, it was enough black people in there for there to be like a sway. It's like when you see uh people swag surf, right? Yeah. Black people always got this perfect swag surf, perfect time and perfect everything. And then white people, when they do it, even if they in a crowd of black people, they always be off. It always be Something be off. Because, you know, left brain, right brain, they be on the one and the five and shit. We'll be like on the even numbers and shit. Like it's different. Yeah. Like it literally is different. And like, it was a different experience. I felt like, I kind of felt like I was being spectated. Like white people got a glimpse into like my black Christian culture. Even though I don't identify as a Christian as of late, like that's still like my roots. Like I knew every song that came on. And even though he did a remix, I still knew every song. So with the music wise, was it like, um, was they just the songs and that y'all was singing? Were they were singing them or was it like over the insert melody here? It was kind of like some of them were insert melodies. Um, some of them were just like you kind of pick up on like he did a, a, a version of Mariah Carey. I give my all. Yeah. And it was like, oh, okay. And then there were some songs that were actual gospel songs that they put their <coughs> twist on. And then there were some songs that that you really don't know because, like, they Kanye editions. Then there's, like, the beat breakdown that he did. Like, it wasn't just all a choir singing. It was like a 
an experience. You know, it's interesting that like, like niggas can go to church anytime they want to. Why do they go down to go to the Kanye Sunday service? You know what I'm saying? Like, because it was really because it was Kanye West. That's what you want to see. Like, and these all people who live in your town, like, go to church with these people if you want to. If you, I don't know, man. It was Kanye, but let's talk about bad gospel music. Cause that was what really like got my. Now, antennas. when you say bad gospel music, are you mean like it just don't sound sonically good, or like you don't like the message? Uh, bad gospel music is when people make the most cornball, and like I hate to use this word, but cornball niggerific gospel music. Like, remember, uh, it was a rap group that the Cross Kirk- Movement. I've never heard of them. Um, Fire. Uh, what was, was that like group? Way back, ninety seven ish. It was a group that Kurt Franklin endorsed, and they was rappers, and they was doing Christian rap. It was like gospel gangsters or some shit like that, and it was like that bruh. sounds like a bad idea. See what I mean? Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Like honestly, I think Dietrich Haddon makes pretty bad gospel music sometimes. Yeah, I said it. I'm sorry. So a like, few other people. All opinions are welcome. So here. shit did just sound kind of corny. It's just like, come on now. Do you think Jesus really wanted you to put this song out? Like, <laughs> <laughs> come on now. Is this is this a gospel song or is this like a gospel song of your ego? Or like What do you how, think make a song gospel? Mm. The message? Choir. Nah, because remember BB and CC Winans? They came out with a few songs when we was kids, and you thought they was married and not brother and sister, and you definitely thought they was talking to each other about being in love. Somebody just mentioned that song. I guess Joe Bunn was talking about it, and I seen somebody tweeting, like, whatever the name of the song was, like, they could have been talking about God, or they could have been talking about, like, love and sex and shit. Yeah, I was about to say, if if, if you feel like you up, I don't know, maybe if I hear Jesus and or the fact that you're uplifting somebody that's not yourself... I'm going to assume it's gospel music. Oh, perfect example. Mm. Music Soul Child. Love. Didn't even think that was a gospel song. Because the yeah. original word was love, Lord. It was a gospel song. He switched the Lord to love. And it became like a, he was just singing about love. Mm. But literally, he even said like the, the original word is Lord. Mm-hmm. He knew that shit wasn't going to mm-hmm. hit. Oh, uh, I can right. absolutely see that now. Yeah. Like when you li- the, the the same lyrics, everything, when you switch that word, like, oh, it shit. changes the complete context yeah, of the music. 100%. Yeah. Ah. I mean, but I, I feel like that song could work either, either it, way. And it did work. Well, it can work either way, but now that kind of switch, because I just thought about that. Like, so what makes the song. Chance the rapper kind of does bad gospel music to me, too. I feel like everything so? could be a gospel, though. It's kind of like true that yeah. Like, you talking about what you're talking about is like even in gospel music, he saved me, and then it's like he saved my life. You feel me? Like <laughs> like in a rap, I yeah. don't know. But I you think like Chance makes you said bad. Like Chance God. the rapper is Chance the rapper be making gospel music. I wouldn't say it's bad. I'd be feeling like he'd be making bad gospel music. Not that it's not like he put out a auditorily pleasing gospel album ish. Cause I heard him explain what how all of his albums go, and I understood a little bit better. He basically said, "Whatever I'm going through in that particular time is what the whole album is about." Listen, he is like, which is why his so last album was about his marriage and his whole wedding. Literally, his whole his whole album was about his wedding right. day. 
And we he talks about his that. wife so much. We could have did without that. I'm gonna be honest with you. We could have did without that. And I love the fact that you love your wife, but you could have said that in a way more creative way. And I feel like Chance is running out of creativity. No, I think he's just scratching the surface. I think it was well. Maybe he need to scratch a little harder. When he talk I'm about acid rap, when he talk about like literally, he was like, "This is like so." The big day was literally about the wedding day, and each song was a different section. Hey, he broke that shit down. I was like. Okay, and then I went and listened to it differently because when we heard doing it, when that shit came out, we was expecting Coloring Book. And expectations. I wasn't even expecting Coloring Book because he put out other projects in between Coloring Book and The Big Day. And he contributed uh, significantly to Life of Pablo, yeah. which, which now looking back on it does have like some I mean, gospel of- feel. On some, Life of Pablo, yeah, some, the first song. I mean, Ultralight Beam song. is is a gospel song, but it's song. also an amazing fucking song. Yeah, yeah. Chance a, dropped an amazing verse on that shit. Definitely, facts. Mm. Pablo, but was I still a good feel album. like he's doing yeah. bad gospel music, especially with some of the stuff that he's been coming out with. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, and that big day, you could have kept it. I can see how others could feel that way. You could have kept <laughs> it. You could have released it only to your wife, because that's really <laughs> all it's. For. It's a lot of trash music out here though, because everybody can keep a lot of shit. Even the even the hottest people that we love, it'd be like four good songs, and the rest of that shit be trash. Yeah. And you can you can literally keep that shit. Facts. But everybody ain't got a wife to get that shit to. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> everybody ain't got a wife. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. But look, so earlier this week, um, everybody been talking about this shit. What's going on with Tank? Right. Yeah. Um, oh, what the fuck? The uh, tank, tank, tank. Yeah, yeah. That shit deep. Right, that's crazy. So I want to get y'all feelings on it. Not <laughs> necessarily him's per se. I mean, I'll say it for for anybody who ain't listening or whatever. He was on Angela E. Um, lip service podcast, lip service, and like it. So he was talking to L'Oreal, and she was explaining how her ex boyfriend was a liar. He was like, "Well." He lied twice. He's not like a liar. Just because you do something, if you lie twice, that doesn't make you a liar. And then Angelie was like, well, what if you suck a dick twice? And then he was trying to keep his point and was like, uh, well, if you suck a dick twice, that don't mean you gay. And this whole shit came off. I don't hold that. <laughs> I don't believe that shit. I don't, hold I don't that believe that shit. But that's how it came out. So when they put that individual clip, he looked extremely wild, but he was just... They was bantering it and he was trying to make a point. He was just trying to make contact. a point and shit. Like, nigga, I don't want to lose. I've been known. <laughs> no, no, it's it's cool to lose when like those are the options. Yeah. Cause you smoke crack once, what the fuck niggas call you? Fucking crack. Crackhead. No, no, no. Yeah, but Is I mean, Angie Martinez a crackhead? Cause she said she smoked crack once. Is yeah. she a crackhead? I mean, there are other people yeah, who have under my definition, yes. Now she might be a reformed crackhead. But she tried. She it's hit that of, rock. It's a lot of people that nigga damn near everybody through the eighties is a crackhead. That shit was like a Niggas recreational doing, drug, yeah. Doing crack like we do weed. Crack was like cocaine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, like, you know, if every nigga who didn't sniff coke is there a cokehead? Probably. I, I would no, like to say so. one time? No. I know a few people who do coke, like, on an occasion, like, oh, we about to This is like it? a turn-up drug. Yeah, I yeah. know a couple people like that. So, but if I did crack on an occasion, am I not a crackhead? No. You're just an occasional crackhead. <laughs> so let me... So let me ask, so if any, because I don't smoke, but a nigga, like niggas get lace blunts. What about meth? 
I no, you do math. You a fucking meth head. You like that. That's that shit. It depends to the left. on the drug. I think it kind of just depends on the drug. I don't, I don't think know. it depends on the context. So <laughs> see, this was the conversation that kind of led you led yeah. him down this fucking rabbit hole. Like, uh, but since the rabbit hole started, um, I don't agree. I feel that if a nigga suck a dick that's a pretty clear <laughs> determination yeah. like that's a distinction and he was like well no that mean he was curious I'm like well the fact that you were attracted enough to a man to want to do that that's, is, that's a little bit teetering uh, beyond curiosity what I do think, you think right yeah go ahead right cause I knew I, I knew you was I mean a, y'all could give y'all opinion before I get my opinion no I want to hear yours okay so uh, my views on sexuality have expanded. If you have sucked dick twice, does that make you gay? No, I don't think it makes you gay. I think that it makes you liberal in your sexual choices, but it doesn't make you gay because you could suck a dick one time and be like, oh, well, and then do it again and be like, no, nah, this ain't really it and decide that so it's not for you. Like, I, I feel like your sexuality is fluid. Like, okay, so you let a girl put her finger in your butt twice. And then after the second time, you're like, you know, I really wasn't fucking with that. I don't think I like that shit. And you never do it again. Like, so now you forever going to be a, I, I like fingers in my ass ass nigga. No, you tried it. It wasn't working for you. And you on to the next. I think that we spend a lot of time being so concerned about what, our sexuality means that we don't really take the time to discover what sexuality really means. Mm-hmm. Like it's men who like way more seemingly gay things than getting they dick sucked or sucking dick. And it's some, some more stuff, seemingly gay shit from a, besides a nigga sucking right. the actual it's dick. It's kinks out here. It's chicks out <laughs> here. Shit. It's men. I don't, that, wanna, I don't want to know nothing. Listen, about that. there are men who will never <laughs> suck a dick, but want you to stick everything up their butt, and they don't want a man to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. You still, by our heteronormative terms, he's still technically straight, even though he's doing a lot of things that could be considered homoerotic or. There's men who masturbate together. There are what you mean? Like (laughs) (laughs) what you mean? Like I don't think I understand. Like what you mean? There's a lot of stuff that happens. No, you got to explain that one. (laughs) There are men who masturbate together. There are men who do not consider themselves gay, even though they jerk off with a friend. Fucking jerk in the middle. Yes, that's some um. What's the what's the what's the what's the shit that the bush was in the skull of bones them yell shit them yeah. circle and them niggas and do not consider themselves gay. So be, no other man has touched them. They've never touched any other men, but they're doing sexual acts in front of other men, and they don't consider that gay. Okay, so I'm gonna reserve my opinion. What y'all think? So I can't even get on here and act like my mind hasn't been open and skewed by a lot of these women that's surrounding me. Yeah. Um, a lot of these activities and performances of gay men. Or yeah, he don't see that shit. He's so oblivious. <laughs> yeah, you feel me? I'm. I'm I never heard I'm of. Straight, I never heard of that shit. Yeah, it's but it's real. Like it's real. Like it be some shit going on in the world. Like I just came back from Spain. Yeah, and I stayed in the area that was majority gay men, and it was a lot of motherfuckers walking around that I just would not on a daily occasion assume to be gay. 
but it was like, damn, this is what the world is like on the other side. And yeah. right, like it's heavy. Um damn Spaniards. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I I guess when you when you decide to try something, that doesn't mean that you have to stick to that title forever. But um when you make that step as a man, as far as masculinity is described, uh and its true nature uh, is viewed as obviously something that's homophobic, um, but I mean, I'm I'm straight on trying it and shit. Uh, Double on. There are some people who feel yeah. like they need to try things to see if they like it, and some people who be like, I can smell it and tell it ain't for me. Yeah, you feel me? And like, I don't like those. eggs and shit. I don't gotta try eggs again to know that I don't like eggs and shit. You feel me? I just I don't fuck with eggs. <laughs> How about you? I mean. Honestly, I'm just one of them people where it's like, whoever you say you are, you are, and then show it behind that, and then I just respect the differences, you yeah. know what I mean? Because like, at the end of the day, as long as you ain't take nothing off my plate, or doing me or my people harm, or anything like that, it's kind of like, at the end of the day, just for yeah. harm, respect, business type of shit. just stay out of my way, I'm going to stay out of yours, that thing. Yeah. And then if you ask every man that you've ever come encountered come in contact with or encounter in this day and age if they've had like a homosexual experience whether it's been forced like molestation or anything like that or otherwise nine times out of ten they're not gonna tell you anyways even if they were sucking it they're not gonna tell you that's why there's a whole DL community like there's a shame and a stigma with being who you are sexually that no matter what you really into unless you a girl basically you can't say what you like no ways that's that's kind of how our society sets it up I, for men. I think, yeah, when it comes to men, like there's a certain like danger and a stigma that comes along with being yeah. homosexual. Does that I, come from men or does that come from women? I don't I don't it's, it's I don't women, know who it's definitely I don't know women who, who still fuck niggas who fuck niggas. So I don't know if it's really coming. From I don't know who the determination comes from, but there, it feels like it's something dangerous to say. I'm on the the more so in like if this is what you do and that's who you are, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, because that's what you do. I myself, I like women. Yeah, hundred well, percent. Like see, I, don't, I don't. I'm not even in the frame of mind where I want to experiment in that in that regards. Because to me, that is a conscious decision that you make if you decide that I'm a I'm a try that. Like you you came to grips with something that my thought process is not going to come to grips with, and I'm cool with that being you. Because I don't have no problem with nobody is if it's not dangerous to me, my family. Like I said, if it's not taking money out of my off of my plate or nothing, I don't get no fuck. Be what you want to be in the comfort of your home. Do what you do. I don't care how you display it, but like that's not that's not something I'm going to participate. So in. this is why I wanted to talk about this on the podcast because the question or the conversation always get turned to something different, right? And I mm-hmm. think everybody is missing what the confusion was because it is a confusion here, right? Not with anybody's sexual preference. Whatever you do is whatever you do. You and like it's not about right or wrong. It's whatever you do. But say the term gay or homosexual means two people of the same sex having sex or liking each other, whatever. So like mm-hmm. by definition, we always thought that was gay because that's this is the language that we use. We we speak English. This word has a definition. That's what we thought. And then when someone says, no, this is not that, then there's a confusion. Like, well, wait a minute. How, how is it not? We're not trying to tell you that if you, if the nigga want to suck a dick, have at it. Yeah. Whatever you do, that's fine. 
But like the confusion is like, well, well, how, why isn't it this way? If that's the, if we always thought that this was a definition and it just seems like not just with this situation, no one wants to be what they're actually, the label, no one wants to be labeled. Even if that label accurately describes what you're doing, no one wants to be on that label. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it's like. Okay. So I'm going to put it to you like this. I consider myself bisexual, right? As a woman, I can tell you that. And you'd be like, oh, you like guys and girls. Okay. Cool. Cool. It has never stopped me from talking to men or women. If a man tells you that he's bisexual, everybody is just like, oh, so you gay, right? And it's like, no, I like men and women. Oh, so you gay, right? No, I just I just told you I was bisexual. I like men and women. Oh, so you gay, right? Well, and that well, is how it is presented. You can be. Yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. reason why, even though people don't like it, there's a reason why there's lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender. Under the bisexual, there is bisexual and then there's bi-curious. If you are curious and you are generally known to be attracted to women and then you have a curiosity to fuck with a man. Because you also have to go into the layers when it comes down to, like, what are people attracted to? There are some men who are only attracted to dark-skinned, thick women. There are some men, well, not only attracted, but primarily attracted That's your preference, to, yeah. You know what I mean? So there are some men who are attracted to thick, curvy women and then maybe softer, masculine men. Well, then ain't that bisexual, then, if you like both? Exactly. But you being that you are emotionally intelligent enough to be like, okay, well, it's bi. It's not my thing, but it's bi. But to a lot of people, well, I think oh, the, so you just gay. I think the and that's thing, not the case. I think the thing with Tank or with any person is like, so if you're a man and you chose to do that and you like women, like you just bisexual then. Because like one plus one is two by you know what i'm saying like boom and you could and that could be a and better argument fit, than niggas just being like oh so I, you gay i thought that fell underneath <laughs> gay though i mean that falls underneath queer gay man let me tell you something i have not been in this lifestyle for long but i'm telling you when you slide in it you get a crash course you will get checked queer and gay is not the same thing it, I know well, it's weird. Just be way, it'd be way. It's hey, deeper than this rap. Is, this is also why you just mind live your own world yeah. and mind your own business. Yeah. You feel me? Because I feel like we create all these titles to hide and mask ourselves and shit. We could just be. Just and be. Just be. Because yeah. people misidentify you. That's I mean, what it is. I think it's like the, the confusion isn't coming from, I think, specific situations and things like that. I think the confusion is there because it's always <laughs> been that way. People are getting too indulged in like trying to category some like categorize something instead of just experiencing it and um now people are feeling like oh all this freedom we were just talking about this earlier it's like oh i just want to be this 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 this." but then you got to kind of sometimes bring that back full circle with principles and morals and all that shit because niggas so free they ain't got no discipline or self-control i think there's a hint of irritation though as well Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because everything is so PC and politically correct. You know, this week, uh, always switched a little. I think it's one of those things like, like, look, fam, be who you want to be, live who you want to like, stop imposing. This is the feeling that I get from watching the socials and everything. Like, look, mm-hmm. be whoever you want to be. 
But like, why do you what you want to be have to impact everybody else? I think that's the feeling. It's like an irritation because every time someone says yeah. something, it's like, oh, my God, again, and it's a they. And I think that that is immature for some people to feel like that mm-hmm. because I'm not going to say everybody because sometimes I'd be like, dog, y'all niggas so woke. I want y'all to go to sleep. Yeah. But <laughs> there are some things that need to happen because, okay, so you tired of us talking about gay things or whatever, right? But trans women still being murdered you know what i mean just living their lives not even like deceiving niggas not even out here on some sneak shit just like minding their business and then somebody figures out that they not what they are seemingly present as or whatever you ain't gotta i don't want you to die because you decided that this ain't what you want i don't want to oppress you because this ain't what you want and that is the problem. Like there is a group of people who have been marginalized and oppressed. And then if you happen to be a person of color and queer, you get it even worse. That is why we have some of the things that we have in place. Now, do people exploit that shit? Yes. Just like niggas exploit the black struggle, just like niggas exploit any other thing, you know, out here, whether it's your religion, whether it's your beliefs. Like we was just talking about earlier, like it's a new wave of, all this new spirituality and then you got people who always been immersed in it and then you got people who coming into it and then now it's like ain't nothing new under the sun ain't no new spirituality i mean but you know what i mean like the new wave of it and that's generally what it is you got people who are genuinely fighting the good fight and wanting to educate and wanting to let people know like there are people who do not fit under what you consider or what you've always considered to be this category but also, I don't believe that we should keep adding more and more letters. Like, I feel like the letters that we have pretty much encompass what else we going to be. You can be pansexual. You like everybody. You can be bisexual. You like either or. But, it's, you know, you can be heterosexual. You like. That's a whole that's a, <laughs> that's a know, whole different conversation. I about to say, like, you like everybody. It's only, I about to say it's only two. But then that's. Yeah. that's but there are some people who. <laughs> Yeah. There are some gay men who only like to deal with other biological men. And there are and then, different shades of lesbian women. Yes. And you cannot call shades. a stud a butch because <laughs> a stud was used to identify masculine, identifying black women. Butch was always used to identify masculine presenting white women. Really? I never, yes. never, never knew. I never got Bruh. that. I've seen both called both. Yeah, but you're not supposed to use them interchangeably because there was a period in time where black masculine presenting who decided, women. Who decided that like we huh? was going to call the black ones this one or like, I guess because I don't think nobody knew that it, shit. It was all going on while we was all minding our business yep. in their own world and shit. Just like how a lot of these decisions like in that Dave Chappelle uh, special um, a lot of these decisions that's made by this country or these decision makers are gay white men. Yeah. You feel me? And we look at them as our leaders, you <laughs> feel me? And they've been gay this entire time behind the scenes. And then didn't want to pass gay legislation because it would out them. Yeah. You feel me? Remember and, that part? And make them socially uh um Social pariahs. Uh, or outs, outs, uh, social outsiders outside of their yeah. uh, wealthy circles where they would have to keep up these images of the uh, the the breadwinner in the house, the perfect marriage, the kids, the 
I got the uh, the perfect lie. The perfect lie. The yeah, American dream. But niggas, was, but niggas was being gay in the 60s and 70s and then grew up and decided that they was going to get married and have regular lives and their wives knew about it. And I find that it's really common when you talk to white people, but not really common when you talk to black people. Monogamy. Yeah. Have you thought about that? Even when you look at TV shows, how like there would be the joke, the mom would joke about, oh, yeah, he had that one experience in college. <laughs> like the, I, yeah. I remember watching TV shows. I don't remember that, that joke. Yeah. But <laughs> do you, do any of y'all remember watching TV shows? And it would be like, shows and yeah, shows. and the wife and the wife would make a little joke about his experience in college or something like that, and it'd be like a little. That's why I don't do drugs. Under the table <laughs> joke. That'd be the circle jerks. Yeah. Okay. And hey man, weed ain't never. Ain't never flipped me over to the other side. Yeah, just, weed ain't did that for me. Weed ain't no gateway. No. Yeah, I, I didn't decide to taste vagina from a drug either. Low key. So. Okay. Yeah. So look, man, <laughs> you talked <laughs> you talked about this shit a couple of seconds ago, and you was like, uh, you gave it like sometimes to be like the super woke niggas that you want them to like take a nap. Take a nap. So like y'all know, it be like niggas on woke pages and shit, and they be like, Man, all these missing kids and shit be gone, and like a nigga be like, they be taking them and like harvesting their bodies and everything. It's like one of them things that be online and shit. Mm-hmm. And usually, like I just keep like scrolling and shit. But I had came across this article uh, on the New York Post. Niggas could be right though. <laughs> oh yeah, that's been a thing though. Like no, but Wait, like in, listen, I people mean, being kidnapped and killed and harvested for their organs. Oh yeah, that's been a thing. So um, in Arizona. Um, a place got raided um, in July and let me bring up this article and I really wasn't ready for this shit though. You might got to airdrop that bitch. Uh, who did I send this to? Oh, I sent it. Here we go. So the FBI whew, the FBI finds bodies sewn together like Frankenstein, Frankenstein in this human chop shop. Um, buckets of body parts, a cooler filled with male genitalia, a woman's head sewn onto a male torso. Um, like the place it was called the era, the biological resource center. And, and they've been open since 2014, but apparently they've been having like a black market of body parts and different shit. And they was like sewing weird shit together like a, a a bucket of heads over here, a bucket of arms and shit like that. And like this happened in July and I don't know how I found this shit. July 25th of 2019 is when this article was first po- published in the New York post. And I had heard nothing about it. So I'm like, all right, let me go find another source. And like, I found like a whole bunch of articles on this shit. Like I kind of thought this was like on some urban legend. Like, you I know, we always that. like, no, you kind of, I'm the conspiracy nigga, right? Medical apartheid. It's a show on Netflix called The Laundromat, and they talk about how, like, the bigger wealthy parties kind of hide their money in shells and different things. And then also one of these owners to these types of companies, uh, she was, like, trying to hide some shit. And they so wealthy, they kind of controlling the politics, the police, all this stuff. But they also touch on how what they were doing was, like, a multi, like, like billion-dollar type company harvesting, like, like, kidnapping kids out of like overseas countries impoverished and like impoverished areas and um like literally taking them literally taking their organs while they're alive sometimes they say they have to be dead but 
is fresher when the heart mm-hmm. has not been like dead. Isn't there like long. a whole sub community in like India and like Bangladesh where like these people are selling off their body parts to like, survive for modern medicine and still living to like, work right now? A lot now? of people do it. They had yeah. to fuck. They had to experiment for niggas to know what all that shit is in your body and how to do. Mm-hmm. It was some. Have you read that book, Medical Apartheid? I have never. Not. You Who's have uh, Harriet somebody. Tell me. It's a red. No, it's not something. <laughs> but it's a red cover and it's medical apartheid and it's it cites sources and everything and it tells you about the experimentation on black bodies for medicine Fact. since slavery time up into present. Well, basically up until the time she wrote the book. And like you want to like be mad and be like, man, that shit ain't happen until at the bottom her footnotes. Mm-hmm. And then you Google it and then you be like, nigga. They've been studying. This is a world renowned college now. They've been studying the pathology of how we die for quite some time. Yeah. And then when you talk about the Hella cells and Hella is really Henrietta Lacks and people is just now starting to realize like, Y'all used her bio matter to make most of the advancements that you have in cancer and other areas. Which is why a black woman is God. It's no other way. Mm-hmm. Just, it blows me. And yeah. also something, not necessarily the same thing, but it's called the Overseer's Diaries. If you like um, read into those or like do more research on those types of things. Um, they they like write it all down. They've studied us for years. Like it's yeah. literally how we move, how we die, what we do when we go into pain. It's like sexual things they used to do to the slaves and everything mm-hmm. like that to kind of like break their spirits, like especially to the men. Yeah. Um, it's like all just like mind and like psycho optic type things. Like, yeah. It's, uh, it really has everything manipulation, to do with mind. but definitely yeah. narcissistic like type <laughs> religion things with their pleasure. It's like really kind of crazy. And then that's how they figured that like. Black people and black children like take more pain than white people or can can use mm-hmm. can accept more trauma than others and shit <coughs> because they got all the fucking research. Yeah, but they're finding that now that that's not true. It's not that we don't receive pain the same. It's the fact that how we respond to it is different. Like I, I, I tell people all the time I have a high tolerance for pain, but that's not it. It's not really that I have a high tolerance for it. It's just like I have a headache. But I can't stop what I'm doing because I got shit do? to do because I exactly. that can't can't hold up. And I think that's been something that we've always had in us. You get the herbs and the medicine that you need and you keep going. Whereas I think when we became more so like Europeanized and colonized by Europeans, like there are some characteristics and traits that they presented to us that were not necessarily beneficial to us originally. And now we got the stigma of being like lazy and this, that, and the third, but really like y'all didn't think to accommodate for the type of person that you were bringing into said environment. Like you just brought me from warm climate to cold climate. And over time, if you believe in like anthropology, for us to adapt, we have to adapt over time. Allergies. You know what I mean? So now we literally just came from somewhere where like we warm. All the time. Our hair reflects that. Our, Some of us. You know what I mean? And when you think, or especially when you think of the slave trade. Now, we're not talking about, like, the general history over time. But, like, the slave trade. You literally took us from one space to another. Put us through all these hardships. Gave us a completely different diet. Gave us a completely different everything. And then decided to study us like we was 
something so weirdly abnormal, but you didn't study enough to study where we came from to have an accurate... Didn't study us in our natural habitat. Right. Like, you just was like, y'all some savages, y'all some this, y'all some that. And you didn't think, like, no, we just don't speak your language, we don't have the culture, and we don't operate like this. You just kidnapped me. Basically. And the the ones they kidnapped from over there, and then the ones they that was already here and they forced to join them but that's a whole two different thing. and then you got to add that that's two different type of mentalities mm-hmm. cultures mm-hmm. not to mention where did you get those people from they could have came from the other side of africa in a completely different country or could have could have not even been african descending like directly they could have been african descending like hundreds of years ago because they people migrated hundreds of years ago and then they've been here for hundreds of years and then you just lumped them in because they brown but guess what there are indians punjabi indians and all of them have you asked the indians about the brown indians because they were they referred to as the brown indians that were here as well which was us because we uh, we were here as well. Yeah. Also, some of the ones who came over kind of escaped and the Indians brought them into their tribes and they were protected and they just mm-hmm. referred to them as the brown Indians and they grew up in a protected space. Yeah. Um, but it's a lot. Oh, yeah. It's, it's deeper than rap. It's a pattern. Yeah. It's a show pattern. And now, after all those years, we just get a bunch of hooligans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good segue. Great transition. <laughs> I know, right? Let's talk about the hooligans and uh who they are and how it started. What up though, y'all? Um, so we just gonna all right, bet. Yeah, just just dive I, in. Let me think about slavery and shit. <laughs> we got free. We gotta give us us free. Uh so the hooligan is a conscious creative conglomerate, uh a think tank system, a neighborhood institution. Uh, leaders amongst leaders, a idea. Um, in 2009, we wanted to do a clothing line, streetwear brand, because it was all into fashion, making clothes and shit like that. Yeah. Uh, streetwear brands, you know, attendee, uh, Supreme. Crooks and uh, Castles. Crooks and Castles, yes. shit like that. Like, we was all into that. And, um, at the same time, we was broke college students. Uh, most of us were going to College of Creative Studies. And, that dream like quickly like died because we, we we weren't producing product because we had to finish school. Um, but the team aspect of it stayed tight knit. Um, the family aspect of it continued to grow um, over the years from 2009 to today, which is 10 years. Um, the idea grew into a sort of um, holding company where we as creatives operate our own entities um we all have different businesses we all have um different plans ideas and systems of how in which our businesses are ran and operated and we all work together um we work to be the bridge that gaps a lot of communities uh, especially in detroit because we we witness that there is a gap between generations uh a gap right. between um networks uh gapped in in the city in general uh a lot of other cities like la or new york has public transportation and a lot of communities can um intermingle and mix together but a city like detroit doesn't have that and we're limited to the use of cars and mm-hmm. um our public transportation system that as testicle you feel me um but you know um within that uh 
we we just operate to develop a more and greater ideas for ourselves to better our community. So, so just from what I'm gathering, the hooligans are the umbrella, and all of you all kind of fall under that with your own different businesses and entities. Is, yeah. that, is that accurate? Yeah. Okay. But then cool. hooligan itself. So we like the Power Rangers. Or the or the Black Panthers. The Black Panthers. BMF. Yeah, okay. Black Panthers. Yeah, I'd be meet. saying, like, to me, we like the New Age Black Panthers. Like, but instead of violence, we, you know, teach and Creative. we deal in art. You feel me? Okay. Yeah. I think the Black Panthers got a bad rap because I don't think they was even violent. I can't even, I can't even find one article where the Black Panthers actually fucked up the cops or did anything violent. Oh. Uh. They exercise their rights. That's all. Yeah, like we we see them with the guns and shit, but like well, we ain't never heard them shoot. I be like, spray where, some shit up. Where are all the stories where they was shooting back at the? You know what I'm saying? I know the cops murdered them. Yeah. Uh, with no fucking. But do you really think that they would tell that story anyways? Yeah. I want to. They probably look at us like a gang, but we not bigger yeah. than LAPD. Yeah. So. Yeah, no. yeah. Um. So for a long time, I've been seeing, I've been seeing the 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 logo and everything, or. Yeah, her logo. I always thought I thought it was wilding. Yeah. <laughs> Wegglin. I thought you know how you know you can spell shit different. I'm like, cause wilding is like, you know, we out here wilding. out here wilding and shit. You know what I'm saying? Wilding. Wilding. Yeah. Hooligans wilding. Yeah. Yeah. I ain't gonna front. It's a uh it's a it's obviously like a a new concept or mm-hmm. um this idea is like a it's like it's like when you learn something and then you you have to re- you, when you learn something new you retain it. Um, a lot of times when people had come with their own perceptions of what the word is and they learn what it is afterwards or after meeting a hooligan or someone who who correctly informs them, um, that that concept doesn't leave their brain. I don't think they yeah. use hooligan in any other manner than to. I guess to identify with us and shit. You feel yeah. me? That, okay. that in itself is kind of fire and shit. I went out because I'll be taking pictures and shit. I went out and uh, got your mural down in the Eastern Market. That shit is extremely dope. Did you see Tony's? Because I think Tony's is facing Brian's, but like a few lots over. What does it look like? It's a bunch of masks. I did it last year. I and when you it. go down Eastern Market and you go, what's it? Oh, Division Russell Street. Division Street. Russell and Division. That whole yellow, where it's like uh-huh. all the signs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's uh-huh. also hooligan. That's dope. I, I know exactly what that is. I'm down sure. there all the time, like, and I'm like, damn, when did this shit get here? Because like every time I go down there, like I see something mm-hmm. different. Like, dog, mm-hmm. I ain't, I ain't peeped. It's this a piece one. in Rosedale Park too. Where? At? Uh, <laughs> spot appeal. Spot appeal. Okay. So spot appeal. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know exactly. Like Glastonbury yeah. or something yeah. like that. Is it yeah. Glastonbury? West side. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, Let's I not kinda, do that. Let's I, not do that. I kind of <laughs> grew up over there. Sorry. Y'all. Yeah, I know exactly what I said. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's just people. So, um, it's a lot. How many people are in the collector? Um, you could say 13. 13? Yeah. Oh, that's a lot. That's a Wu Tang number. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a, his number. Uh, <laughs> Literally. Oh, uh, okay. 13. That's that's dope. Um, so, so, if y'all get one more, though, that's going. It's gonna throw it off. Well, as far as what the hooligan core no, administrative you. team is, it it probably stay around the thirteen number. Uh, as far as everybody individually being a hooligan, you feel me? Y'all hooligans, you feel me? As far as with the idea and concept of the hooligan embodies is 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 global. You feel me? Um, we just got to make sure we get that. You feel me? So Ball let me rolling. so let me ask. I'm a creative 
not saying me per se, but mm-hmm. if I am a creative in the city of Detroit and I want to be a part of that movement, how mm-hmm. how do I get intercepted there? Uh, I mean, you're a part of the movement just by being a creative at the end of the day. Okay. Um, I don't I don't think people I, I think people think it's like an application process. Like you got to you know, be a member me. or something. Yeah, you got to be a member. You can sign up when it's really like it's like we are people. I feel like we all want to be a part of something right. that we're already a part of. You feel mm. me? Like life is yeah. is a journey. It's a process. You feel me? Um, we just obviously are like the foundation of with that idea, this concept of having um, freedom as a creative uh, embodies or being a hybrid of artists and entrepreneur and shit. Okay. You feel me? Um, because it's a lot of time. Well, it is it's something that evolved from becoming a freelancer or doing what it is that you love to do and not getting the respect business wise behind it or not getting the um the platform that you deserve or not getting um the resources that you require to create the vision that could change the community or change the world and shit. You feel me? Like okay. there's a lot of limiting and daunting things that are looked down upon creators that are capable of changing the world. Music, yeah. art Mm-hmm. Fucking things like architecture, design and shit, like get looked over on the day to day um society and where you got to go to work and shit, and that's the type of shit you gotta think about, like feeding your family. Uh so clearly you do you're artists. Mm-hmm. Um what else do you do? <sighs> um as far Not as, that you have to do anything else, by the way. Well, no, no. I mean, it's because it's it doesn't even stop at art. You yeah. feel me? Like, um, he will revive the fuck out your plants. Yeah, I love and it. teach you horticulture. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yep. I, I am. Shit, I don't know. I'm a doer. I'm a doer. Honestly, I'm a hustler. Like, it's a lot of like definitive words that could probably define who I am, other than artist. Mm-hmm. But it's like. I don't. I, at the end of the day, I'm just me because this is always what I've wanted and who I've wanted to be. You feel me? Uh, but when when you when you live in a society where you can ask somebody what they are, what do they do? It's like an artist. They're going to always limit you to that box. You yeah, feel me? Yeah. We're we're a conglomerate that doesn't define ourselves within a box. We 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 pride ourselves on living unorthodox or not really uh, conforming to the views of others and shit. You feel me? Because you say I'm an artist, then people are gonna be like, "Oh, when can I get this mural?" Yeah. You feel me? When I design logos, I didn't met with people that they, people fucking kill to fucking meet over or be sides, like be friends with and shit. You feel yeah. me? It's like there's a lot of things that words can't describe. You feel me? But um, you you gotta like catch me in traffic. Okay, gotcha. Now you when you started off, you 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 gave a list of things that you do. You want to go into any more details about how some of those started? For sure. Um, so I've been an entrepreneur since I was 16. Um, my first company was like Baby Love. Um, my father's an entrepreneur, so he just like taught me his skills. My mom invested in like having me, you know, search my passions more. And it just kind of turned into like, okay, well, I don't like going to school. I don't like <laughs> going to work. Um, that's not the structure for me. Yeah. So um, I got the blueprints, and I'm going to just do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's more so a lifestyle. But then I also learned how to monetize that and, like, um, make money off of it. Um, and it's still a work in progress, of course. Um, but eventually, by 2017, I was doing production. I started off at, through cinematography, uh, going on musical tours and 
uh, performing myself, but behind the scenes, of course. And then, bam, here we are now. And okay. I found that I do more, manage artists, manage their events, help curate. Um, but then I'm also showing through my own artistry, Ayana Love. I dropped the album in February and um, pushed that and published it through my company. But I'm showing, like, that path yeah. um, and what I can do for other artists and other companies and small businesses and, like, corporations now. Um, and it's really, like, just about how he said earlier, just, like, not having a platform or the visibility, you know, I've been working 10 years, too, you feel me, um, or coming up close. And it's just really, like, time. It's time for that wheel to shift, um, for, like, the clout chasing and all of that stuff. Because, you know, that's really, like, the long game. It lasts longer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm just right. being real. I'm just being me. It's not really, no, why can't you see that? I'm just me. You feel me? Um, so I really, I'm just a voice. I'm a healer. And um, I really look to genuinely represent and aim um, if you got to go, I really want to genuinely help you get there. And I know how to get you there, you know. Um, I'm just a good friend. <laughs> like, okay. That's really what it is. <laughs> and I make money off of it that's the right up. way. Right. I know we had talked about, I don't know, a while ago um, about, like, collectives and, like, wanting to be able to have, like, something where, you know how they're always good old. There's different networks that uh, the ruling class use to their benefit. Mm-hmm. And like, and we need like something for us, for us to put people in position to. Oh, I need a um, insert thing here. I need to be able to have a group of folks that we can actually always push to the front. And it looked like you, you found that. Well, yes, but I would not have found it if I didn't already have my own collective and my own things going on. Um, so, on I am considered now the Nubian Hooligan, which is literally half of my brands, which is Dirty Urban Nubian, Nubian yeah, Urban Nubian Collective and Dirty Nubians, and then Hooligan. Um, essentially, what I do in the Hooligans is, if you want to talk to Tony, you want to get stuff done, you want to make sure he's there, you kind of got to talk to me. Not even kind of, you definitely have to talk to me, like... I think I made a joke the other day. Like, if you want to suck his dick, I got to schedule that. (laughs) Stay away from tech. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, but, like, we was talking about, like, the girls. Let me tell y'all. Girls and hooligans. Boy. But. (laughs) I I would aspire to get to a level in life where somebody has to schedule. Schedule my appointments. You said December 13th? Yeah, that's our next Friday the 13th. Yeah, I'll pop up. Where at? Uh, We haven't decided yet. Yeah, but, uh, please keep us Actually, in the loop because I love to um, love to so come through. So I guess through. this is as good a time as any. Yeah, um, at the Belle Isle Conservatory. Okay, yes. dope. Yes. So um, yeah, that's gonna be happening. Um, and the things that are coming <laughs> in the future excited. are gonna be amazing. I want to pop up. I want to take some pictures. You know, yeah, I, I yeah. yeah. We definitely come through sure. and support because I saw the uh, the brunch that y'all did like a, yeah. like a few months ago, which looked. Look, shout out to Uncle Tay. I was about to say, oh, yes, that was because it's it's so many arms that be moving sometimes that like a lot of us can't be there to support Mm -hmm. ourselves because we it's it's like a constant moving train. Like we just we're just always on the go. Yeah. Um, But Lante and Jack definitely be putting together the meals, the food. Uh, We actually have some Jack Jack meals today. But I mean, that's that's a good thing that all the arms are moving so the the machine never stops. You know, sometimes you just can't be in two places at once, but I I can be represented in multiple places. So, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Yes. 
I, I got to figure out how to how to multiplicity myself. You know, remember yeah. that movie? Yeah. yeah. I think they uh I think they kind of do that shit again on Netflix. What's my man from Ant Man? The nigga who played Ant Man and shit in the Marvel. Oh, you talking about the new movie? Yeah, it's living a, with yourself. Yeah. Oh yeah. I told y'all. Yeah. I'm like, that looks like that look like multiplicity. I've been seeing the, the yeah, commercials for it. Then the way they shoot it, it literally switches perspectives every episode. I haven't yeah. watched it yet, so I've been. And it still pushes like the story forward though, like to where yeah. you can still like comprehend it. That's it's what's like up. interesting. So it's on my it's on my watch list this weekend. Yeah, yes, it's sir. pretty good. Yeah, I need another one to me because I I just there's a lot of shit going on. I mean, I you wish. know. You need some help. Once mm. I, as soon as that cloning get, uh, <laughs> yeah, mm. oh, that, I mean, they got the extra body parts down in Arizona. <laughs> Make smack them together. You know, yeah, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Oh. Don't, don't, don't do that. Just, <laughs> the just, world don't need two of me. Just get a lifestyle coordinator. A lifestyle coordinator. Yeah. Like, or have a kid and then wait like twenty five. <laughs> right, we we, we are together. We are the dream team we of are. lifestyle coordinators. We are a balance. The newbie in love. I'm y'all about the y'all power ranger shit. Like we are, uh, yeah. <laughs> morphing and shit. Yeah. Oh wait, wait. I gotta do Ganesh. Yeah. We are Captain Planet. Yeah, fact. Uh, our power. I fucking hated right. Captain Planet. Yeah. Hey, Captain Planet was a hater. The wackest superhero. He was. You throw tr- you throw trash on that nigga. He's done. He's a hero. That's hilarious. Gonna take pollution down to Boy, they had every stereotype. They had the white man, the black man, the Chinese man. Like that dude name was like uh, Kwame. Yeah, the, nigga, the African nigga name was Kwame, and he had like yeah. the little yeah. cartoon uh, yeah. locks. But literally, you throw trash on Captain Planet. He's Captain done. Planet? They did. It was on Funny or Die. Yeah, Don Cheeto uh, was yeah, Captain Don Planet. Cheeto. He was fucking turning everybody into trees. Mm-hmm. Oh, damn. But it was like killing them and shit. I do want to point out how racist um, uh, Power Rangers was. Real subtly mm-hmm. racist, though. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't subtle. The black, the black Ranger did hip-hop keto, nigga. And he was the Black Ranger. <laughs> the Black Ranger and then... The Yellow Ranger the yep. and the Pink Ranger and the Red Ranger and the Green Ranger and the White Ranger and the Blue Ranger. Yeah. Like the, the Blue Ranger was like the smart blue The Blue Ranger nigga. was the white guy. Um, the pink one was the the woman who was all the princess. They the yellow one up, was the uh, Asian girl. Nineties and made the black And then the blue. the um, the Mexican one had green, white, and gold. <laughs> like, come on, man, y'all. <laughs> and then the most the powerful one. one of all was the white, the white ranger. ranger. White ranger, like, eh, yeah, I was on some shit. But they should have made the white shit. ranger black and the black ranger white. They stole all that from Japanese. The nigga had here. the worst hairline ever, though. Facts. Nigga, I, I, Zach. I, first of all, Power Ranger still Eddie comes Winslow up. Jr. My son was watching that shit. There was a Power Ranger that is a dog. What? What? Yeah, one of these niggas is like a, a live action animal. Wait a minute. We're talking about the kids show? It's a yes. new generation? Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, I'm too. I feel like I was way too she far watching. removed from the <laughs> shit. No, no, that's my got nephews. Like, they, that's like one of their favorite shows. Yeah, but Power Rangers with a like dog. That. Or yeah. all the Power Rangers are dogs. No, no, like one of them is a do- is like an actual dog. Could you imagine like, if the Power Rangers was dogs? It'd be one is a pit bull, one's a Pomeranian, uh, <laughs> one's a. We know which we, we know which one the pit bull is going to be. <laughs> one's going to be either Mexican or black. <laughs> clearly, <laughs> that's a good. You know what? Yeah, because black people don't own the, the the pit. Mexicans got the pit too. I mean, I. I'm, I'm a mm-hmm. pit bull owner. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we can do a red nose what, and a blue nose. What type nose. of what yeah. type dog got, do you have? I got a blue pit. 
Okay. When, a, when did you get a dog? I got a man. He's he, he's still fresh. I only had the nigga like six weeks. Oh no, oh. I got an old lady dog. I was she's like, I got a pet, but I don't remember you having a dog. Yeah, I, he he a puppy. Like he he's still a little mm. fella. How's that going for you? Uh, all I do is raise dogs and babies. It's niggas, <laughs> like literally that's niggas, all the fuck I do. Niggas be swearing they be raising dogs until that nigga be like, <laughs> I'm not coming back when you call me. No, no, I mean. <laughs> I spend a good, you know, I'm I'm unemployed currently. I'm, but I got a job on the so table. So you know, one so, of I mean, my homies is... actually um, does um, dog training. Yeah, canine um, safety consultant. I think that's what it's called. They had like some free pu- pit bull training. So oh, like once he Shut once up, he get a little bit K-9. older, yeah, once he get a little get bit him older, young. get him in when they young. He's the man though. Like I'm he really got them dogs. I didn't together. raise my puppy. Yeah, uh-uh. Yeah, that's Pitbull a, is a six-week one. K9. Uh, he's like eight weeks now. He's still fairly young. Watch the dog whisper. Like that's what we train my dog up. But I would definitely say train her while she. Is. Oh no no! I'm definitely gonna get him some training because this nigga's not gonna fuck. Her. He killed one of my Timberlands last week and he was <gasps> dead to me. Oh. He was dead. Oh. I almost considered. I told the kids like you know. Another one, one of these wheats get fucked up. Uh, Canine you know. safety consultants. Yeah. Not when all these wheats get fucked up. I'm going to have to make a choice. <laughs> I did really well with every single choice. dog that I've ever had, like, to this day. I'd be like, go to bed, Bronx. And he'd go slink off to his little spot and go to bed. Or if he's sitting at your feet, he'll literally, like, <laughs> lay down. Yeah, we're trying to get yeah. the, we're trying to get this house training shit together. Yeah. And get him to stop shitting I on the floor. No, no, I mean, but I get it. He just, he, he a baby. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, it's going to take some time. He only been with us like six weeks, literally. So, I mean, it's going to, it's a process. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. He eight weeks old? So, y'all had him for six weeks? He might be older. I'm just uh, saying. I was yeah. just well, no, saying, like, like, he was just, y'all took the pup up right no, out no, the No, 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 no. He's, he's, he's <laughs> be the best one when you get him from like, when no. first. Let me tell you no, something. Need, I worked at a vet. That's terrible. Maybe then you got to get the weaning formula. Then you got to really put the extra time in care. Formula? Yes. Formula? Yeah, so you can't just take a dog from the mama? Yeah, no. You I'm, not bo- get the I'm not bottle feeding no dog. <laughs> no, it's not a bottle feeding thing. You just make the formula for him because it's certain nutrients and things that they still need, hey, just fam. like with humans. Look, well, he was off with a teddy by the time I got him. That's all I know. <laughs> you still might have had to still needed to give him like weaning formula and solid foods. Well, it's a million dogs who ain't never had no weaning. You're right about life. that. And it's a million dogs who start off real malnourished or Maybe real, like... Maybe that's why they be aggressive. Yeah, like... No, this nigga's definitely living a privileged-ass life. Yeah. <laughs> let him live a privileged <laughs> life until they get, like, a year. You still should train them, but you should still let them have, like... No, you find out he coming to capers. Yeah, you know, right. You he, should still let him have, like... My biggest thing is I believe in my dog still being a dog, but also you... But? Yes. <laughs> you want them to be something else? No, but you also treat them a certain kind of way so that they understand that they are a part of your pack. They are a part of your family. So that comes with a certain level of like psychology with your animal. Because my dog will go outside and kill a raccoon and be a dog, hop fences, chase the bark at the mailman type shit when he's outside. And then when he comes in the house or when he's around other animals or he's around other people, he's well socialized, well acclimated. But if you come in that yard and you don't got no business being in that yard, he going to get in your ass, mm-hmm. period. If you come into a space and you have no business being in that space, 
he going to get in your ass. Like, it's people, when you come to my door, he going <laughs> all over the place. I mean, you got to earn your keep. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Until I be like, hey, chill out. And then he be like, oh, okay, they supposed to be here. All right, look, this is definitely some, this is one of these uh, Jay Johnson questions and shit. Um, like, humans. Yeah. Uh, and I think one other bird is the only people that got larynx so we can talk, right? Mm-hmm. How much more intelligent you think animals would be if they can actually talk? <sighs> Do you think the ability for them to talk actually would change their actual intelligence? Yes. I think it would change the way we interacted with them. Absolutely. Yes. Thus changing their intelligence. Because I was having this conversation at work and they was like, no. Nah. I'm like, but if they could talk, they Listen. can, because it's only so much you can teach your dog, your puppy. I'm if not, he I'm, could clearly tell me, like, look, my nigga, I got the runs and I need to go outside, like, <laughs> yes. we would have a completely like, different relationship. Because if but guess what, your dog, yeah. your dog still tells you that in a certain kind of way. You just got to create that bond with your dog. Like, when my dog spins around in a circle three times this way and three times this way, oh, you got to go outside? Got you. Yeah, but if I can, so. But you if he could know. be like, hey, hey, open this door, it's about to go down. Right, but see, you would know different. that, right? But a stranger walking down, if I could communicate with everybody in mass, uh, like, I think that really would change. Oh, some Dr. Doolittle shit. Yeah. yeah. Y'all know Dr. Doolittle is white now, right? Yeah, yeah. I saw the commercial. I mean, he was white before in the previous first. Before Eddie Murphy Dr. touched him. Really, yeah, in my life, he's going to always be black. Yeah. Eddie How do y'all Murphy. feel about that? Because I was like, damn, but then I was like, well, we do be getting like we be changing like historically white superheroes and yeah, black. I'm like, first of all, a superhero versus a pet doctor. That's called a superhero. Somebody that can talk to dogs. That's, just, that's a superpower. That's fire. Okay, I that's feel some you. Some Captain Planet shit. I feel you. <laughs> but I mean, if he's a veterinarian now, oh uh, yeah, it's like some Superman shit though. Superman was like a newspaper. Y'all can make multiple Dr. Doolittles of multiple ethnicities because that's a vet and kids not going to think about it. It's probably bad to say I don't think you'll ever see an Asian Dr. Doolittle. I don't know. What's the nigga, uh, the doctor? Dun, dun, dun. The dude from, uh, <laughs> dude from The Hangover. He can be, be Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> Niggas be niggas. I went there. He's I went real, there. He's a real doctor too though. Is that Galanificus? No, no, the Asian guy that be with. I can't think of his name, uh, but I know who you're talking. And he about. has his own TV show on ABC. Like if they made that nigga Doctor Doolittle, he's already a comedian. He's already funny. He could be Child, Mister Child. That could be the nigga. Name. I don't know, but that was his name in the movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hangover, <laughs> Mister Child. My <laughs> <laughs> bad. That shit is in, in unintentionally racist. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, it's probably it's probably, it's probably intentional as fuck. It really it's probably wasn't, intentional as fuck. You know, it's hilarious. We all a bit racist. All stereotypes come from somewhere. Um, <laughs> uh, you got a music pick this week, dog? Yeah, man, my music pick of the week. Uh, it's a young rapper out of Baltimore, Band Hunter Izzy. He remade How to Rob. Damn. Got the mad, got the mad rapper on there and everything. That's a T.I. daughter boyfriend. Is it? The only reason I know that is because I saw an article about T.I. daughter boyfriend. And like that was the, when I went to like, let me Google this nigga. And um, that was a song that came up. Okay, yeah. He What's re- his name? Band Hunter Izzy. Band. And he did. He no, rem- it was, it's not bad. No, he remade like, How to Rob. Which if was, you type in Band Hunter Izzy, like regularly, Google will give it to you. Yeah. But his name is not Band Hunter. It's B A N D H U N T A. We'll put it in the show notes because yeah. maybe maybe my popped up. Yeah, maybe yeah. the way I pronounced it phonetically don't come across. But he he redid How to Rob, which was one of my favorite Fifty Cent songs. 
and I'm all with like niggas applying pressure. You know, it worked for 50. I know niggas get in their feelings when motherfuckers talking about making them get on the ground with the strap. But, I mean, you know, it's, it's all entertainment and it's good music. That nigga from Baltimore, it might not all be entertainment. Well, I saw him. <laughs> Only reason I'm up on him, I saw him on a digital cypher for the... Uh, I saw he was on the cypher for the BET Awards. Never, oh, okay. had never heard of him before. But then it kind of like popped up in my feed this week, How to Rob. And I mean, I just put the two and two together because that's, again, one of my favorite 50 Cent songs. Bet. And that kind of like helped catapult his career. I hope, you know, it, it gives the same for this young dude. Yeah. Um, hope so. Uh, it was a decent song. It wasn't bad at all. No, so. no. And uh, I'm not giving the young niggas a chance. I'm not I'm not that old nigga. <laughs> yeah, give niggas a chance. I'm, I'm, I'm good for good music. You know what I'm saying? Or entertaining music. All that shit not good. But if, as long as I'm entertained by it. Yeah. Um, I don't got a whose man's just this week. I sent you a couple. Yeah, I saw. Them. Uh, oh my, sh- my pick's not good enough. I, it's not that it wasn't good enough, but um, it was either gonna be uh tank, but like I don't care about that shit in real life. Um, and then it was gonna be Kanye, but like I, I mean I don't care about that shit in real <laughs> life either. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna force it, you know? Yeah, because then some I, weeks some weeks it comes organically, some weeks it yeah. just passes. Put y'all social medias out there so anybody wanted to get in contact with y'all, find out what's going on, um, the whole nine yards. I'm mad everybody just looked at me like I was supposed to. All right. Start first. Clockwise. Okay. You ain't got the yell. I am Ray, known as Nubian Hooligan, and it is spelled N-U-B-I-A-N-W-H-L-G-N. Also, your new collective, U R N U underscore collective, and Dirty Nubians. And that is how you, oh, well, that is how you find me. Tony will tell you how you find everybody. You got a podcast people can listen to? I do. I do have a podcast called Dirty Nubians. Well, now it's a sexual intellectual media company <laughs> um, called Dirty Nubians. And. Can I come on you and talk about sex? You absolutely can. Okay. And we will be dropping some original content in 2020 as well as a poetry book and short story book. Looking forward to it. Boom. Shaka Laka. Big bet. Rocka Rocka. Um, <clears throat> uh, so you can find me at Ayana Love, two underscores, A Y A N A. L-O-V-E, that's my real name, two underscores, and then reverse it, flip it, like Miss Elliot, and it's Love Ayana, <laughs> one underscore, and that's the company's page. Um, it's kind of like the mass search engine for uh, all things arts and entertainment, first and foremost. Um, anything that's amazing, um, any individual that has a goal in mind or a dream, we like to look to put it there. So um, connecting, and if you ever need somebody to contract or things like that, we also do references as well because I just want to see people win, honestly. And to find my music, you can search Ayana Love on Google, and it'll all pop up. It's everywhere. Okay, cool. And cool. it's a fire project. Rap, sing yeah. Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah, I rap and sing. I make alternative R&B and hip-hop, um, I guess, to go to categories. If people like to help people understand it, it's like uh, Erica Badu would like from the future. Okay. Okay. 
You know, we got a little thing here. We ain't done in a couple a couple months. It's a shop talk cipher. You know, we have people come in and drop some bars. For sure. Got to come back. Got to come back. Yeah. Yes, sir. And we got to do our cipher. Like, we've been talking about that shit for, like, the better part of a year, but it's time. Maybe I'll do it for my birthday. <laughs> you should. Mm. You've been saying. Yeah, yeah. I recorded this week. Go find 16. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Tony Hooligan. Uh, you can find me mostly on Instagram because I do not have Twitter. I'm not, I'm not a Twitter person. Um, at Tony Hooligan, T O N Y W H L G N. You can find Squad at The Hooligan, T H E W H L G N. And then you can find our youth program at Leaders Amongst Leaders. I'm not going to spell that out. That's a lot of letters. Okay. Um, <laughs> What's it? Shout out to the youth program. Yeah, not to mm-hmm. cut you off. What's the youth program about? Oh, so our youth program is built around um, educating and being the bridge on financial literacy behind creative entrepreneurship. So teaching the youth between ages of 13 and 19 how to monetize their passions, how to utilize their resources, and how to best benefit themselves at their ages and Bro, their potentials. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. My son is 16. He's a cre- he's a creative. He he paints, mm-hmm. he draws, all of that. And I used to paint and draw when I was in high school yes. and I kind of veered away from it because everybody was like, "Oh, you're going to be a starving ass artist." And I was like, "No, nah, I don't not us. I don't yeah, <laughs> I don't want to starve." But <laughs> like starving. but like some of my homeboys, your cousin, like they went off to art school, have made yeah. a very successful living, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to like tell my son and get him in that direction like look i know your mama wants you to go to michigan state but you can go to ccs so went to michigan and, state? And, no, no, I'm, and, and i'm not i'm not knocking it i mean but she, a lot of us so she, she has a more traditional mindset my thing is like no you can really do what you want and make fucking money off Fair. of it and be happy as fuck yeah so i definitely got to look into that for my young yeah. and Tap I, into um and i'm sorry am i cutting you off uh keep going uh, what I'm gonna say is tap in. Yeah, yeah, I will yeah. definitely, uh, definitely. Our, our I'll be in touch real soon. Our curriculum not to attend is gonna start at the beginning of the next year. Okay, but, um, we're working on doing another prototype this fall. No, and I'm certainly gonna reach out and whatever we can do to help that because we down for it. Yeah, Please, I was yeah, looking I, for I, I'm about to say yeah, I'm about to say I know it's for sure some kids that would love to learn absolutely podcast nature yeah. and how to yeah. how to be able to do this. You well, know, we we can work. Okay. For sure, like the door is always open. So I mean, sure. now that, that we've met, the relationship is there. So for sure, the, well, Dan is technically my cousin. They so. can come here with the yeah. audio. We got a green screen room next door. We do some video work and photography and stuff. Yeah, all so, right. That sounds like adding we y'all on to the next future. Hey, do it, do it. We okay. here. We here. Also, for can it. we shamelessly plug the fact that we drop merch and you should mm-hmm. find it on our. Where's I have there? seen some of the merch. Yeah, yeah. This it's is this hot. is specifically the part where you want to famously yeah. play. Yeah. 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 So uh, we just released our pre-fall collection for mm-hmm. Hooligan Garments. Um, you can find it at www.hooligan.com. W H L G N again. Um, there's some items up there and uh, support, show love. Uh, a lot of what we're doing is coming out of our own pockets. Yeah. We don't we don't do the investors. Yeah. We don't. Sorry, we forgot to bring y'all bags. What we love. Who came up with? Yeah, the we should have brought y'all some gifts and shit, man. Yeah, but but you, I had to work hard to get you out this nap that you was in before who, we got here. Who so came up with the hooligan nap. name? Your boy. And how it spelled as well? Um, it, it was originally spelled W H O L I G A N. Yeah. But then I did my research and came across the hooligan, uh, British rock band, uh, from the eighties. Um, 
and quickly learned that that's not the direction we wanted to go in. And yeah. then we dropped the vials like three, four years later. Okay. That's dope. Because, I mean, it's real simple. And, like, just that on a shirt or a hoodie, mm-hmm. this shit kind of fire. You know what I'm saying? Like, that simple... Like, the simple shit works. It's even yeah. fire on the business. With cards. the with the cop with the little because like um the little mural with the wild the yeah. hooligan. I said wild and again. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it takes a minute. Uh, yeah, it's going But it's dope. That, <laughs> yeah. That's what's up. Yeah, got a little background in um fashion design and merchandise. And, uh, used to live in New York and shit. Okay. That's what's up. Uh, man, before we uh, finally do the wrap up, don't forget that uh, right now we're doing this 2019 winter drive. So we are collecting some new and gently used winter items and all sizes to donate around the city of Detroit from October 1st to November 28th. Today's is is a payday. Y'all niggas got paid today. Um, so you can cash out. Money sign S-H-A-L-Y-C-E-D. We'll put that in our show notes. Um, or you can, the studio is a drop-off location on Sunday. So if you do got some gently used items, pull up between 10 a.m. and 7 p.m., 25900 Greenfield Road, Suite 415, and drop off some coats because it's cold outside, man. Yeah. We're really giving this stuff directly to people in the streets. It's not no giant organization who live miles away. It's really five people or six needed. black people who got together trying to raise some money to buy some damn coats and give some coats away to people out there who need some assistance in the wintertime. Because you so, know it's finna get they talking about we gonna get snow before thing, I mean before uh, Halloween. Yeah I'm chill. So, Nigga Halloween next week. Yeah it's supposed to snow before <laughs> Halloween. Also I guess this shameless plug St. Uh, Francis Pope Center they will take in any like um, individuals or families who don't have a place to stay and you get a free shower food mm. you um I think they have quarters for you to like to stay as well, like in a, like separate apartments type um, style. Um, but just in general, I just feel moved to say like I want to continue to encourage my peers, my community to really um, start shifting consciousness and like um, narrative into the fact of helping each other because we do a lot better when we do stick together. Um, that's what I was going to say earlier. I think the reason why the hooligan works is because we all have the same or mindset when it comes to restoring wealth in black communities, um, first and foremost, but then as a community. And, like, things like this, like drives, just being, a, like, a neighbor because it takes a village. You yeah, know the village saying? has to support each you other, too. Me? So um, I think it's really, really important um, and progressing forward um, just in general. So that's just much love to that. Dope. I like what y'all doing. And we can gentrify our own neighborhoods. Gentrification isn't a bad word. Mm-hmm. We can gentrify our own neighborhoods. Absolutely. So, you know, yeah. we need to do that. Absolutely. Uh, socials. And man, this damn going wild just on uh, IG. Again, the Dirtbag Olympics next Saturday. Hit, meet me at the Pantheon at 2 Nah, 3 o'clock. <laughs> 3 o'clock. Because I'm going to be high and I'm going to be moving slow. Fam, I don't believe you're going to be there at 3 o'clock. 3-ish. Ish. Well, I don't get off work till 4 o'clock. So I'll, be I'll see you there at 4.30. <laughs> I need um, you to come straight from work, but I mean, if you know me and you fuck with me, tap in. You, I, I ain't hard to find. Good tap in. Yeah, I ain't hard to find. <laughs> yeah, I ain't hard to find. Yeah, like I'm, I'm very accessible. So I mean, hit me up, Pantheon, Capers with steaks. Then we're gonna hit the cigar bar downtown and have a nice gentlemanly smoke, and then hopefully people go home and have unprotected sex. What mm. bar are you gonna go downtown? I hope y'all on Burkittsville, <laughs> huh? What we'll, we'll cigar bar downtown? I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, if, yeah, if that don't work, I got a couple other spots. That yeah, we'll go to. I'm gonna post the shit on social media as of Monday on the Shop Talk page, 
and on my page directly. Well, Come then, on now well, and fuck with me. Well, then I'm not going to take it to that one because I don't want everybody to fuck that one. Not fuck it up, but stay away from my uh, that cigar spot. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, nigga, it's, it's just yours? You it's just yours? Uncle, you hear that? Be a dang function. It's just yours? <laughs> I mean, no, hope there, there will be beautiful women out and, you know, I want everybody to have sex once it's done with because that's, you know, what's your pussy situation like? Will Chamberlain in 68. Get it in. Uh, Jay Johnson, 313. <laughs> on Look, we're taking gas station dick pills, drinking four locos and gas fucking. Let's go. That sounds like some East Side <laughs> shit if I ain't ever heard it. You did. Man, I started some shit earlier this week. When I, <laughs> I be like fucking with the East Side and shit. Uh, <laughs> nothing but love in my heart for West Side niggas. Nothing, nothing but, but love. love. Uh, I, hey, what's I'm so, from Detroit. So. Hey, listen, what's so funny is I edited that clip up. Yeah, I know you did. <laughs> I edited the fuck out of it's it. A, it's a scene. Y'all watch The Wire. It's a scene where uh, Avon was talking to Marlo in prison and shit. And he was like, we going <laughs> to, no offense. We're going to cut these East Side bitches <laughs> out to connect. <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, shit! I but, watched uh, the wire, but look, anyway. I went to school with somebody who's on the wire. Oh yeah, yeah. We're not gonna talk about that. Shout out! You know, I watch the wire every couple of years. <laughs> I go back, and me, man. everybody threw that bitch's rocket Under Armour and shit. I did, we didn't know what Under Armour was back then, but you know, it had to based. be like a Baltimore thing. Yeah. It's based, you know. what I'm saying. I that. mean, if they did a show. The from factory the, is there. Literally, uh, trust and believe, niggas. I mean, Work at yeah, Under cause, Armour because you lived yeah. in in Baltimore Bruh. for for yeah. a little stretch. Bruh. They definitely setting families up for sure. Yeah. Bruh. But like nothing wrong with that. In like two thousand three, we had, we didn't know what Under Armour was, but now when they I go back it. watch, I'm like oh nigga, that little you like yeah. I get it. every all the clothes and all the equipment yeah. and shit was Under Armour because they probably the got family. that shit for the low low. Yeah. 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 Anywho, uh, Jay Johnson three one three and all the socials that matters. More importantly, follow Shop Talk Podcast. Um, follow Shop Talk Podcast Studios. When you see the blue and the black, you know where you at. Um, I'm not saying we the Rockefeller podcast, but we are Jane Dane. Hell yeah. Peace.